Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? And welcome back to the One Man Low Council on this beautiful, cold Tuesday evening in Tennessee. How is everyone doing this evening? We got a lot of things to talk about. We got to talk about The Mandalorian. We got to talk about the Disney Plus service and how it's pretty much uh, failed epically in a lot of different ways in its launch, initial launch, of course. Uh, issues that we assumed would probably happen because of previous Disney apps and previous Disney services that also have had issues and struggles over the past year or so, and other things as well. So how is everyone doing? We got Father Christopher Miller. Hey, old father. We got Jose, or Josue, Vigia. Uh, Aiden Vickery is in the chat. Jeremy Swiggs is here. Laura Ranzo, my fan fiction story is here. Hypernext 13, Nickel Noodles, G-Mongus 76, Force Ghost J, The Senate, Riff Magos, Mr. Happy Sack, Dion, Will Gentry, DLS Master, Stream Elements. Hypernext 13 says, pretty good so far, dude. How's life going? Life is going just fine. Week is very, very cold. We actually had a delayed start to school today because last night we had a little bit of a wintry mix. A little bit of a wintry mix. And, uh... It was pretty much frozen. <laughs> there was a lot of ice when we woke up, and so we started school about an hour late. In fact, I'm, I'm already cold. Like We had the heater on and everything, and I'm still cold in here. But you know what? I like it. I like being cold so that I can wear a jacket, and it feels very comfortable. I don't know. There's something about wearing a jacket when it's cold that just feels wonderful. The Senate says, my reaction to The Mandalorian, yeah, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way. I did a video review on the channel earlier. And yeah, overall, I would say if I had to give it a grade, I did not give it a grade earlier, but I don't feel like I can give it a grade the same way I do movies. So I kind of like the out of 10 scale for it. And for the first episode, 8 out of 10. I give it an 8 out of 10. It's mostly solid. The music is pretty forgettable to me. I think that that's one of my bigger issues with it is that the score is just so lacking. When you think about Star Wars, one of the most iconic parts of Star Wars is the score. It really took on a life of its own. And obviously, it's it's a kind of a tall order to expect anything similar to the John Williams score, right? However, I was expecting something a little bit more than what we got. Now, I'm not saying that the music is is trash or bad or, you know, at an objective level. I'm just saying that overall when the series or rather when the show, when the first episode ended, I thought, okay, well, I don't remember the score at all. Does the show have a theme? Is there a theme song for this character? I feel like most shows and TV, uh, movies, etc. usually will have something to that effect, but apparently really not much for this. Uh, at least not that I could see. Super Anime Gamer says, hey what is up, my dude? Would the whole stream be dedicated to The Mandalorian? Because I still haven't seen it, and I can't have it spoiled for me. Well, as you can see in the name of the stream, this is going to be a Mandalorian spoiler talk, so I cannot protect you from Mandalorian spoilers. All right, it came out earlier today. There are plenty of ways to access it. There is a free trial of Disney+. Plus. Obviously, I'm a very anti-Disney person, but there is a free trial, so if you don't want to give them any money but still reap the benefits of the service, you can do so for a week. And if you sign up now, you get the first two episodes of Mandalorian. It's an eight-episode season, so you get two out of the eight episodes for free. So if you haven't watched it yet, there are ways to do it, man. So unfortunately, it looks like, yeah, we're, we're going to dedicate some time to some spoiler talk today, especially about that ending. Uh, but we're not going to jump into the spoilers right away, of course, unless a comment jumps into it. Once we once I see my first spoiler comment, well, then I'll tell everyone, hey, by the way, we're about to jump into some spoiler territory here. But I cannot protect you. I cannot. Uh, Jay Stowe says, kneel before Zod. Yes, yes, yes. Alice McCarthy says, howdy. Oh, 
Odin. How's it going? And you know I'm doing <laughs> terrible. I'm still recovering from that horrible movie. So for those that don't follow the Twitters, Alex McCarthy uh, recently got Disney+. Plus. Because, unfortunately, uh, his wife just pretty much made him get it at this point in time. Which, hey, I understand. You, don't, you, you do not ever cross the, the wife, right? Happy wife equals happy life, as Father Christopher Miller likes to say. And it's very true. So he ended up, for some reason, I'm still, quite, I'm still trying to figure this out. But for some reason, he thought it would be a good idea to watch Captain Marvel. And he said... Yeah, that's two hours of my life that I can't get back, and that's what I was trying to tell you, but you know what? I'm glad that you were able to experience it for yourself. Uh, Smatter Effect, what's going on? CWD Trixie, what's going on? Uh, let's see, where are we in the chat? Uh, Tech Guy, uh, thank you very much for the $2 Super Chat, says, Mandalorian is more Star Wars than the last three movies. That I can absolutely agree with. Um, if there's anything this show has in spades, it's that Star Wars feel. Now, I know that it's not the same as the movies, right? The, the movies are of a specific genre. This, to me, is definitely more of a Western. And you know how I feel about Westerns in general. But Western, modern Western adaptations or modern Western remakes, I actually tend to like a lot more. I've already mentioned that one of my favorite modern Westerns is the remake to 310 to Yuma. It's just solid. Christian Bale's in it, and it's got a great cast, and Russell Crowe, and so many other people are a part of it. Ben Foster. And it's an excellent movie. It's very well done. And I've never even seen the original 310 to Yuma, but... I love the remake. I think the remake is solid. So the fact that The Mandalorian has that modern uh, Western feel to it, I think really does benefit it. I think that is a huge benefit to have. And, and to be honest, having a Western in Star Wars, to me, just makes sense. Because there are so many Western elements to the original movies that I think has been lost. You know, I think that a lot of the magic of the original was lost because of just the different genres and the different crossing of genres that the original movies have that the new movies don't you know the new movies have just lost so much heart so that's the one thing that you could see right away from this is the heart behind the camera you can tell that John Favreau was writing the story from his heart you could tell that Dave Filoni was directing his ass off uh, because he directed the first episode too and yeah yeah I, I totally feel you there tech guy I totally agree with you as well Mandalorian absolutely more Star Wars than the last three movies combined now does this mean, because I know that there's some people out there that are going to try and you know spin all the wheels and everything, does this mean that Star Wars, that, that rather Lucasfilm, is all forgiven? Hell no. Hell no. Does this mean that Rise of Soywalker is likely going to be good? No. <laughs> That's kind of a done deal. At least it seems to be a done deal at this point if the leaks and the rumors are indeed to be believed. But that has nothing to do with Mandalorian. Mandalorian is a Jon Favreau project. Uh, he, you can tell he has full control over it because it just feels like a John Favreau project. You can tell that Dave Filoni was very much involved in the process too. And also, I'm happy to say that jo that Dave Filoni is not just an animation director. He does not just know how to handle animation. He can also handle live action. But this actually gives me a lot more hope because the fact that he's directing it like two or three episodes for this season, and he's even writing one of them too. This to me gives me more confidence that you know it would be a great combination. Of people for a Star Wars film, Filoni Favreau. And I'm hoping that the success of Mandalorian, if it continues, because we're only one episode in, there's a lot of things that can happen in seven episodes. But if this continues, and it continues to be as strong as this episode, or even better than this episode, I think that they will both have made a strong case for them being put in charge of whatever the next trilogy or whatever the next series of movies is going to be. Because it's it's solid. It really is. All right. 
Uh, Jeremy Swig says, I think you need to take care of these frost giants on the loose. Nah, man. Nah, 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 nah. I like the cold. I like the cold. I, I let I let the frost giants have just a little bit of freedom. So that way, I get the cold weather. Now, all I need from them is a little bit of snow. Jumping over to DLive, Captain Dean Heiss is in the chat. Captain K-Man is in the chat as well. The CJH, thank you very much for the ice cream, lemon, ice cream, and lemon donation. Just dropping them. Dropping, dropping, dropping them. Captain K-Man says, I have Verizon as well, just not the unlimited plan where I could get it. Uh, Captain Dean says, I am too anti-Disney, but I get Disney Plus for free with Verizon, so what the heck? You know, no, I, I totally understand, right? If you're getting something for free, and there's a show on there that you're actually interested in, I'm not going to go after you for, for watching it. You know, I, I, it would be hypocritical of me to go out of my way to purchase the service, right? Getting the free trial, accessing it through other means, allegedly, of course, that, that's a little bit different, right? Because I do want to still watch the content so that way I can cover it for you guys. But me giving them money, I think, kind of contradicts the things that I've been saying on the channel, right? But for you, you don't really have that same <laughs> obligation, I feel. So, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to judge anyone on the channel because I know there are several people watching right now that have bought Disney+. Plus. And, hey, I'm, I'm not going to judge you for it, Right. Even though you are giving money to an evil corporation, I'm not going to judge you for <laughs> I like to tell that to my students saying, oh, you mean Disney Plus? You mean that evil corporation? And then they honestly, they say, do you, do you really think it's an evil corporation? I'm like, what do you think? And I just leave it there. I just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, and Captain K-Man says, 310 to Yuma. Remake is a great movie. It really is. It really, really is. All right, jump back over to the YouTube chat. Hammer says, Star Wars was meant for grand-scale auditoriums displayed on wide-curved screens with massive sound and audiences, not TVs and iPhones. Well, hey, I think there's a lot of truth to that still because a lot of people still can't watch it on their iPhones or TVs because the rollout for the service has been really bad. In fact, someone that I thought I was cool with, they, they still follow me on Twitter, they, they randomly just called me out recently, and I'm not exactly sure why. But the person said this. I'm not going to say the person's name because I, I try to avoid giving, you know, calling out names and stuff like that. Unless it's people like John Campia. I'll, I'll call that guy out every single day. Um, but this guy says, it's kind of pathetic that you are holding the botched launch against them. So he basically just said, I'm pathetic because I'm calling out a multi-billion dollar corporation for botching the day one release of their service, which they've been promoting like hell and should have known how successful it was going to be? Like, I understand there's going to be issues. Every service, no matter how powerful and how rich you are, they're going to be issues. But I'm sorry, but the issues that they're having are, are pretty incredible. Like, these are problems that much, much cheaper services and much poorer services deal with. Not a multi-billion dollar service like Disney. The fact that I can't even download the app, because I tried this, the, the app is not compatible with my phone. I've got a OnePlus 6T. It's not an old phone. I've got the latest software, the latest security update, everything like that. Can't, can't download it. So that's an issue that is much more pervasive than I think people want to admit. So to the dude on Twitter that, that called me pathetic for calling them out. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I called out the multi-billion dollar corporation for screwing up its launch. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Duck Fisney. And if you're going to go ahead and shill like John Campia, go somewhere else, please. Sorry, that, that, that one that one got me a little bit heated. That one got me a little bit heated. But anyway, Hammer, <laughs> getting to your point, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. The, the Star Wars franchise is indeed something that was meant 
In the very beginning, it was meant to be on the big screen. But Star Wars is also a galaxy far, far away. There are so many stories. There are so many different things that can happen. And if things like Clone Wars and Rebels showed us anything, you can translate that to the small screen too. And based on my initial reaction to the first episode of Mandalorian, I think it transfers pretty well. Now, would it have transferred better on the big screen? I think so. Because The Mandalorian seems to be a much bigger story than what most television shows are. But again, that is just me. Hypernext13 says, Not to sound anti-Disney, but I just don't care honestly for Disney+. Plus. I'm tired of Disney. Happy to see you Happy to see you like The Mandalorian, though. Hey, and I respect that. I'm t- Believe me, I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you, which is why I have no plans to actually buy the service. You know, if I'm if I'm lucky, someone might help and give me access after my trial period is over. Um, because that would just, of course, be an easy way to continue to watch the content, but also to to get to review the service too, right? Because I think that people honestly want to know. There are people watching the streams that hate Disney, but at the same time, too, might have kids and might want to have access to some of the you know the rich libraries of content that they have there there's a lot of classic disney stuff on there that i'm like hey that's actually kind of cool that they have that i really wish disney wasn't dropping the ball and wasn't being terrible right now because it would be a really cool thing to have but they are terrible and so i continue to boycott them monetarily in every way that i possibly can including using their free <laughs> their free trial for all it's worth. Hyperdex13 says, if you were a MK character, you'd definitely be Sub-Zero, my brother. A Mortal Kombat character, I'd be Sub-Zero? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can imagine so. Jeremy Swig says, did you see the new Sonic trailer? I did. Kudos to the team that redesigned Sonic. That is what Sonic is supposed to look like. And you know what? That trailer is already better than the first trailer was. They changed the music. They changed the soundtrack, which was already a much better decision. And they also, in my opinion, knocked the design out of the park. Now, is it going to be a good film? Uh, Who knows? It's a February release. Uh, The CGI looks CGI. So it's really going to be hard to say. But you know what? I give them respect, mad respect for hearing the complaints of the fans, listening to them, changing the release date, changing the design to listen to what the fans wanted, and I think the fans will respond. Will they respond enough to give the film a lot of money? I I can't say. But I know that I'm planning to see that film when it comes out because of that reason. And I I was originally going to boycott it because, I say boycott, I mean, it's kind of a general term now, because I don't like Jim Carrey. I I think that Jim Carrey has just jumped off the deep end. However, I I do want to give some kudos, and I do want to give some money to the people that are actually going to listen to their fan base. CW Trixie says, uh, it was 16 degrees here. Yeah, it, it ended up being middle of the day around 29 degrees. So it was below freezing almost all day today, uh, which is crazy. And we have a hard freeze tonight. So that should be interesting. Dory to Hobbit says, I loved Lady and the Tramp. If you're meaning the original movie, sure. I have not watched the remake, but just based off of the thumbnail for it, it looks like Lion King, where it's like quote unquote live action, but it's actually all CGI, and I just have no interest, especially since they've already admitted that they're going to be censoring it, that they're going to be taking out songs because nowadays they're seen as offensive. I, I don't like uh, self censoring in that way, trying to, trying to be more PC in that way. I, I don't like that. John Early says, My younger brother wanted Disney Plus, and he got it. He doesn't believe pirating allegedly because he's not a crook. He says, Hey, and again, I totally respect anyone that feels that way. I totally respect anyone that feels that way. I, I don't share in that. Alice McCarthy says, The score was mad, but the rest was pretty good. Oh, it was. I mean, to me, the strongest part of The Mandalorian was no question the cinematography. 
The cinematography was gorgeous. Like, there's just no bones about it. It is a beautiful-looking show. And kudos to the effects team, because that is not just the cinematographer. That is also everything you see on screen. The production design is fantastic. The character design is fantastic. There is... It's come to the point where you know that there are some things that are CGI, but there are also a lot of elements that are practical, and that is exactly what I've wanted for the longest time. You all know I am such a harper when it comes to visual effects. This one, to me, knocks visual effects out of the park because it uses CGI and practical effects, and it uses both of them in tandem so well that it's hard at times to tell the difference. It's hard to tell what's CGI, and it's hard to tell what's practical effects. And that, to me, is exactly what every show should be like. Stephanie B is in the chat. What's going on, Stephanie B? Just keep in mind, everybody, that Tina is out of town. Tina is, is going on vacation. She has a, long, she has a hard-earned vacation, and uh, hopefully she is enjoying herself. I know that she'll be in uh, New Orleans area very soon, so hopefully she enjoys that, and hopefully she enjoys her cruise as well. And we have Stephanie B in the chat, though, so we've got my general... My Valkyrie, 70B, is going to be taking things over and holding down the fort. So make sure you all behave, all right? Because she'll be working uh, as, a, as a single Valkyrie for the, for the next month or so, uh, several weeks. Uh, Dion says, music is part of the experience, and you're exactly right. That's why it is, I think, a, a legitimate criticism to have. That if the music is not going to capture you in the same way that the John Williams score did, even though we know and can acknowledge it's not ever going to touch that score, most likely, then it's a failure at that point, right? At least when it comes to the movie, at least when it comes to the actual, um, at least when it comes to the actual quality of the music, right? Because to me, the quality of the music, as you said, is important to the experience. And if it's not going to, every time you hear it, like if you were to play music from the Mandalorian, I would say, where's that from? I've never heard this before. That's how unforgettable it is, right? And I think that they need to work on that. Not that not, they have got not a lot of time to work on it because the score is pretty much already set, but that's something that hopefully they may work on in the future. Soul Assassin says, hard to believe the Mandalorian came from current era Lucasfilm. It is until you remember that the names that are the most involved in this project are John Favreau and Dave Filoni. The fact that it took at least like three title cards for you to get to Kathleen Kennedy, that's, that's to me what made me realize, okay, yeah, so Favreau had almost complete control of this project and Filoni obviously had full control as, as a director here. So that's what had me excited for it. Because even during uh, Star Wars Celebration, it was very clear that Kathleen Kennedy was not as heavily involved in the, sh- in the series as she was in the movies. And that's what kind of had me have any hope for the series at all. Because she did not have creative input, or at least seemed not to have as much creative input as she has had on the movie side of things. Which is a great, great great bit of news because screw Kathleen Kennedy she has no idea what she's doing creatively she does not have a creative bone in her body that's what I have to say about that alrighty let us see here uh, chat jumped on me as usual Ba-da-ba-da. but luckily no comments were skipped gmonkey76 says allegedly working midnights interferes with being a pirate but I will be sailing the high seas tonight allegedly for the Mandalorian but spoil away gmonkey and we will uh, B, how's it going hammer says I already miss John Williams Star Wars is a cinematic experience now matters are worse yeah here's the other thing too the first movie that they do without John Williams are they going to repurpose his score again or are they going to try and create a new score? That, to me, is an interesting question because 
I would assume that they're going to say, okay, this fanfare, this this music is all a part of the Skywalker saga and therefore will no longer be used after this film. That's what I'm assuming is kind of going to be the rule over at Lucasfilm under Disney's control, right? That they're no longer going to use that music because that is specific to the Skywalker saga. But then that raises the question, who are they going to try and get the who are they going to try and get the theme? Now, if it were me, if I was the one that was choosing someone to create the next Star Wars theme. And this is something that maybe they'll try and pick up for their series too. Because honestly, I think that I would I would really enjoy it. Um, would be I'm trying to look up the name of it right now. But the uh, the person that did the score, and he's done it a couple times for a couple really cool shows, is uh, Raman Jawadi. Uh, Raman Jawadi, I think is how you pronounce his name. He did the score for Game of Thrones. And he did the score for uh, Westworld. And if there's anything I can say about both of those shows, even though they both have, you know, Westworld went definitely went downhill in its later its last season, and Game of Thrones, we all know how that went home. Uh, the score was always good, and and he always he was a very interest, integral part of that. And the themes for those shows are fantastic. Like th- those themes are so iconic and so well done. You know who should make the next Star Wars theme? I think it would be uh, Raman Jawadi. Is it going to be as good as uh, John Williams? Probably not, but. In all honesty, I think that he would be the one that's most equipped to get even close to or at least create something so unique that you say, oh, I still like this. It's not John Williams, but hey, I still like it. Um, Let's see. HyperNex13 says, do they establish anything like Mandalorian language that's shown? No, they do not. Uh, basic, so there are different languages spoken in the first episode, but when it comes to the actual Mandalorian himself, the bounty hunter, we don't have a name. We've, we don't see his face in it. Um, so I guess we'll be getting to some spoilers, I guess. But that to me is kind of a basic plot element. Uh, there's really only one thing I would actually constitute a spoiler um, and that's something that happens at the very end, but we'll, we'll probably get to that soon. But no, he speaks the common language, which I assume in that universe, they'll call it common, the common tongue, the common language, which we would just call, uh, English. I guess basic is another way to describe it. Uh, the Senate says, I got the Mandalorian through special means. Allegedly. Yes, of course. Of course. Of course, Senate. Uh, Laura Ryan Solvent fanfiction story says, the music wasn't done by the great Ron Kinner, who did Rebels music. Some guy with a long name I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it's amazing that they wouldn't try and pick someone that they've worked with before or is a hot commodity in Hollywood, like um, uh, the guy I just mentioned, Raman Jawadi. It's amazing that they wouldn't do that. But hey, they obviously had a certain vision. Uh, let's see. Father Christopher Miller. Father Christopher Miller. Hail, Father. Thank you for the $2 Super Chat says, Danny Elfman for next Star Wars composer. You know what, Father Christopher Miller? That would be a good choice, too. If they couldn't get Raman Jawadi, then I would be okay with, I would be okay with that. Because Danny Elfman is also a very talented composer. Uh, Hans Zimmer could probably also do a very good score, too. If he was given his own, if he was able to do his own original score. Uh, Connor. Thank you very much for the $3 donation. And thank you for using the Streamlabs link, Connor. I don't know who you are. But thank you. He says, keep it going. Keep what going? Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate you, good sir. Thank you for the $3 donation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, All right. Alex McCarthy over on YouTube says, never said it was a good idea, but was curiosity. And wow, Crapton Marvel was worse than I thought. And yep, you deserve everything (laughs) that you received. Uh, Super Anime Gamer says, oh, I know. Thank you. And that's okay. Usually I wouldn't care about spoilers, but I actually got a guest spot on a site to review it. And... Uh, for that, I want to go in blind. Hey, yeah, I, I understand, man. Wanting to go in blind is something that's very hard to do in the modern world. Uh, as someone that 
<laughs> tries to watch and follow wrestling as much as I can. If I miss the show, everything gets spoiled for me. And I'm like, well, guess I won't be experiencing that. <laughs> but it's on me because if I'm not watching it live, if I honestly care, I'd be watching it live or I'd be at least following it um, or I would get off social media. So that way I wouldn't have to worry about seeing it. All right, over up on DLive, the CJH, thank you very much. CJH, thank you very much for the lemon donation. 